0: Welcome to the Podsky Wee Wee post game instant reaction show. The Ty Cats lose again uh, to the Montreal Alouettes this time, twenty three to sixteen, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a big blow to this season. You know, after the the big win last week against Winnipeg to come out, you know, not flat. I wouldn't say they were flat, but uh, lose a very important game to Montreal. They lose the season series. Uh, the Alouettes are four points up on them now in the Eastern <laughs> Division. Josh, this was uh, this was a tough loss.
1: So, first things first, got to send positive thoughts to Rodney Randall. Uh, hopefully he comes back healthy. That was tough to watch, quite frankly. Um, I just wanted to get that out of the way off first because we're going we're gonna to yeah, get pretty absolutely. negative here, I would suspect. Um, you mentioned they didn't start off slow. They didn't. But once again, they finished slow. This has been a problem. And the thing is, can't even blame it on the quarterback. D- no. Dane Evans was... was Fantastic's probably too big a word to use, but he was he was pretty damn good today. The twenty two of
0: twenty-nine for seventy-five percent,
1: two hundred and eighty-eight yards,
0: no touchdowns, but also no interceptions. So not a spectacular night, but those are those are decent numbers.
1: No, and for the you know, QB wins crowd, people are gonna throw this loss on him and I don't really know what more he could do. Keandre Smith with a big fumble, Keandre Smith with a big drop in the back of the end zone guys that uh, I don't know I didn't like the call to go for it or to not go for it I know the field goal put them up by one but they drove that ball from their own five yard line down to Montreal's two I think you got you got to try to punch it in for a touchdown you you have to punch it in for a touchdown there and just they kept shooting themselves in the foot they they allowed Montreal to pick up. First downs on second and longs, which has been a problem. They committed way too many penalties. And then at the end of the game, when they're putting together a drive at the end there, why is why is Keandre Smith trying to reach out for an extra yard when six or seven yards there would have been fine? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's fighting for more and really didn't need to do that. And that's that was game.
0: Also, I didn't, you know, they, they had that drive late in the fourth, and they used West Hills. They ran the ball very effectively. They were down, like, at the two-yard line. Why, why throw that pass in the back of the end zone? Why not just hand the ball off to West Hills? If he doesn't score a touchdown, he's probably going to get a yard, get you close enough so you can, you know, do a QB plop or hand the ball off again. I don't understand that play call.
1: It looked as if the initial receiver was supposed to be Tim White, but he got blown up in the back like in the backfield, it definitely looked like the play. If you, if I mean, you're not going to go back and watch it again, but when they showed the replay, it definitely looked like the plan was to get Tim white to s- kind of sneak out of the back there and just dump one off to him for an easy touchdown. But I I'm with you on that, man. Like West Hills is he's a, he's limited in his skill set, but what he can do is run people over. In fact, that's really the only thing he can do. He's not going to run away from you. He's not going to make you miss. He's a downhill runner. That's what he does two yards out you've been running him he picked up like 40 yards in that last drive on his on his own you don't hand him the ball twice inside the two makes especially
0: when the offensive line is playing that the way that sorry to cut you off there Josh but
1: no go ahead especially
0: the the way that the O line was was pushing around the Montreal defense Uh, yeah they were running the ball pass protection I thought they were fantastic
1: there was what I think I think they gave up one sack uh there were a couple of holding calls obviously you're gonna get that in a game um The the team overall, I thought, was pretty undisciplined tonight. Over 100 yards and penalties is is pretty inexcusable. Uh, But for the most part, they they were bullies in the run game. They were great in pass protection. You've driven over 100 yards, and you have second and goal from the two. Two runs is going to – West Hill's a big frigging dude. He's going to get you those two yards to get that touchdown. I don't know why they – it was one of those things where it's almost as if they um like overthought it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. oh, they think we're going to run so we should pass, but then they think we you know what, you know you go back and forth. And to to me, I think it's more egregious that they didn't go I understand there's going to be people out there to say well you got to take the points cuz it gives you the lead. I don't always agree with that. I there was so much time left in that game that even if you stop, they get stopped there. They're still only down by what would have been two at the time, I think. And you're asking Montreal to essentially drive 80 yards, which they may have done. And if they did, bully for them. But I think the odds are more in your favor of getting Montreal off the field at some point before they get into – before they score a touchdown. And then – because what, what it did, they kicked the field goal, they give Montreal the the, the great field the field position, and mm-hmm. the Else marks down and score a touchdown anyway. So I, 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 I don't know. I, I I know you and I disagreed a few weeks back when uh, when they went for it inside – the five early in the game against montreal i even though they didn't capitalize on it i like the call you didn't in this situation again i'm thinking ugh, like just watching the game the way that was unfolding in the second half i knew montreal was going to go down and score like i just mm-hmm. knew it and then i thought the game was over and then it looks like they're it's like oh man they're dane's dane's dealing out there and then the fumble happened and we are where we are
0: yeah know what you what'd you think about the defense tonight? I thought that the defensive line didn't get any pressure on Trevor Harris whatsoever
1: really missed Dylan Wynn I know we said yeah. in the in the in the preview on the pod this week that I didn't think that that was as big a loss. it was a big loss they you're right i I don't remember maybe once or twice where he got some hands in his face. I know Lee Autry early in the game had a big pass uh knockdown but other than that man it was uh. Harris was. i don't think harris had a great game but he was able to sit back there and, and if you give him time as limited as he is he's going to pick you apart because that's that's what he does
0: yeah he didn't really have that strong of a first half but he ended up with pretty decent numbers 26 to 35 74 244 yards and two touchdown passes so
1: that's a, that's um, a typical trevor harris game he's going to complete a lot yep. of passes but like like what'd you say he went what 20 24 what, of what was that 26 what, uh, 26
0: to 35
1: 26 to 35 so he completed 26 passes and even threw during 50 yards you know what i mean like that's, yeah. that's that's what trevor harris does he he's a dink and dunker and i'm not trying to be offensive i'm not trying to you know belittle the guy but that's what he does he he'll take those eight yards and he's got he's got some pretty darn good receivers in montreal those guys can uh can, can break tackles. You know, Lewis, we know how good he is, but a guy like Keon Julian Grant who, and they talked about it on the broadcast, you know how they hammer home the same BS. Like, it seems as if they had three or four talking points for it. Like how many times tonight did you hear Tim White's height and weight uh, be brought up yeah. like a million times, but they mentioned that Keon Julian Grant receiver here for the Owls, He doesn't really go down on first contact. And he caught a couple balls. And it's like, no, he doesn't go down on first contact. So he's got guys that'll make people miss. And if you give Trevor Harris time, it, as as bad as he can look at his worst he can look phenomenal at his best and tonight was a middle of the road game from him but you give him time and he, he's going to beat you he's too good yeah. not to
0: yeah absolutely I, you know there was no uh pressure from the defensive line and i like you said we missed Dylan Wynn because you know there wasn't huge numbers rushing the ball for the alouettes but it just seemed like they were running up the middle quite a bit and uh with different players you know fletcher and Twee. Uh, Dominic Davis had a had a rush of eight or, yeah, four rushes or something like that. But it just seemed like, you know, we didn't have that presence in the middle, and we didn't get pressure from the outside either. So the 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 whole D line didn't play very well, and then the secondary got picked apart, uh, partially be, partially because there was no pressure on the quarterback.
1: That's part of it. I thought Jamal Roll had a terrible game tonight. Yep. I I thought he he gives up a, uh, well, it was second and three, I think. And it would have a stop would have forced the Owls to kick a field goal instead. He commits and completely indefensible pass interference. Owls get first down. I think it was one or two plays later. Gino Lewis beats him for the, the what ended up being the go ahead touchdown, the game winning touchdown. I, I I thought early in the game there was a play where he looked completely lost. He cut inside. I I, I don't remember when it was or who caught it, but I just remember sticking out. Someone was wide open by the sideline and for some reason Roll starts sneaking into the c- trying to come closer to the middle of the field easy pitch and catch for Harris was big first down like uh, yeah the secondary to me tonight was average at best and at worst they were horrendous
0: yeah and, the, and you know we didn't get any help from the special teams either that there's a several penalties on holding calls with returns that pinned us deep in our own end uh, which did not help uh, you know, there was no uh, return game. Unger was back there. He didn't really get many yards or anything. We're really missing Lawrence Woods back there uh, helping us out. So, just uh, overall, disappointing performance. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we get to the Twitter comments?
1: Um, You've mentioned David Unger. Yeah, he wasn't great in the return game, but I thought he was really good on offense. He made a couple of key catches. It was nice to see Tyler Tranowski back. Uh, the third down that they went for at midfield, Evans threw it to White. White should have caught it, granted, but Turnowski was wide open in the middle of the field, would have easily picked up the first down. It's just nice to see those Canadian guys kind of step up when their number is called. And uh, the Ticats have a, a, a decent they, I don't think they have a superstar amongst the group, but they have enough, uh, enough guys that I think are solid contributors. And I just wanted to say that I thought Ungerer today, offensively, had a bit more action come his way, and I think he kind of... After that touchdown last week against Winnipeg, I think his confidence is up a little. But you're right. He didn't really give us much in the return game. And any time he had a return, whether it was for 10 or 15 yards, was probably called back on a penalty anyway. Same with some of the Tim, White, Tim White's big returns of kickoffs. He got him to midfield yeah. at some point And then they, yeah, go to yeah. and they come back and they're at the 20. And it's like, oh, well, there's another, another hole. You know what I mean? Like To me, it's, it, that's a problem in the league itself is mm-hmm. there's too many. Now, I'm not blaming the refs because if there's holding, there's holding. But it seems as almost every time there's a big return, there's, there's a flag that negates it. And it just, uh, I don't know, it, it, it takes it the one, of the, one, of the, one of the few aspects of the Canadian game that is still more exciting than the American game. Because the American game now, the NFL, NCAA, it's, it's five wide thrown down the field like the CFL used to be. But their return games are, are minimal if nonexistent that's one of the more interesting things about the Canadian game and all these flags tend to take away from it. And w- one more thing, and it, it's, this is nitpicking and it's minute, and I'm sure someone is g- probably going to have a comment about it anyway, but I had to bring it up cause I want to talk to you about it. The Tim white incomplete pass. And in, I think it was the first quarter, maybe the second quarter definitely in the first half. It was, I think it was an incomplete pass. It was called a completed pass in the field. And then the booth reversed it. When have we ever seen that happen before? Like, what is the point of challenge? How, how many challenge flags have we seen on completed or, or incomplete passes? And now all of a sudden the booth can, like, I, I feel like there's no there's no clarity or no consistency in what the booth will and won't overturn. We saw it a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago now. In the and there was an Ottawa game where a couple of headshots to the quarterback were taken away. Because the booth said, oh, they weren't, they weren't shots to the head. Like, I just I don't understand. I, I like we need some definitive, like, give me a list and don't give it to me in like the bullshit legalese that you see like penalty. Have you ever looked at the CFL rule book and the way that they describe penalties? It's like it's almost like you need a friggin' law degree to figure out what the hell these things are actually mean. Give us a list. This is what the booth can't overturn. This is what the booth can't overturn, and let's move on. Because I'm just getting sick of of this of not knowing. I don't think it was a catch, but I think the owl should have been forced to use a challenge to overturn it.
0: Anyway. Yeah, I agree. They, they kind of just kind of pick and choose. where I don't, I don't know how it works. You're right. I, I'm i confused about it as well because sometimes you'll see a play where it's obvious that it's the wrong call and they don't do anything about it. Yeah. And sometimes they do. So it's just very like, strange.
1: Because, so, Tim White got hurt on that play. He obviously came back in the game, but he was hurt on that play. Is it because there was a long delay that the – like the replay booth got a chance to look at the play and was like, oh, wait, we need to, if the, if, if the Ticats been able to snap the ball right away, would it not have, would there have been no over, like, I don't know. And that's, the, that, to me, that's a problem. Like, there needs to be, if you're going to have rules like this, you got to have them set in stone and we have to know before the season starts and this is what we're going to do and this is what we're not going to do. And then, and, and and make it public, like let people know, because I'm sure there's a rule out there that, that indicates what, exactly was supposed like that that they did the right thing but as someone who covers the league for a living i how do i not have how do i how do how are we this deep into the season and this is still confusing me you know what i mean like you should know these things well in advance and this this sort of stuff should never come as a surprise
0: from ag jared Breyer. Evans, White, and Hill played well. O-line was good. Just a series of dumb mistakes, kneecapping every gain. Third down, turnover, swung momentum, and we never got it back. What
1: did you think about the the call to go for it in third down at midfield?
0: I didn't mind it. I'm not going to harp on the on uh, Steinhauer much about those calls because I've been harping on him for a couple years to be more aggressive. So it would be a bit hypocritical of me. And maybe it was a couple of weeks ago when I didn't agree with the call, but uh, I, I liked him being aggressive. Uh, you know, I know it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to, but, but I liked the call.
1: Yeah, I liked it too. I like teams going for it. If you're third and three or less and you're in that like kind of no man land where like a punt could really not really make much of a difference and you have no shot at a field goal, I, I say go for it. I also like the fact that they took shots downfield again. I think we're seeing the playbook open up a little more, and I—I I don't know if we—if we would have seen that earlier season, if things would have been different. But it's nice to see it now, regardless.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, from Antonio <laughs> Calola, something like that. I'm so sorry, but I—but I you oh, I'm not reading that comment. That's uh, that's offensive. Sorry. No oh, no.
1: oh, oh, Is it all? Is it it all caps. Yeah, Antonio. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's a goofball. Kare-
0: Karela? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, an,
1: he's, he's an idiot. Don't read his comment.
0: No, I'm not going to. Uh, from our buddy Jim Martin. Too many penalties, too many drop balls, and too many effing horns. <laughs> not Dane's fault. <laughs> the passes all looked on the money. Also, we only dressed one extra receiver, and then two went down. The White came back. Seems too risky to me.
1: Uh, did you? I don't think White, he didn't look, and when he came back, didn't look any. I think he had a great game after he came back. Like, I don't yeah
0: he, he looked looked he looked great yeah he did with Tim white that is but poppy White obviously went out and didn't yes. come back um but yeah Tim White you know he went out it didn't look too good for him and then he came back and made made some really good plays for this team so um he seems to be all right um from Claudio rapazzo just just what coachs Coach O always says games are decided by key plays. We didn't make those key plays tonight. Thought O line played well. Dane still looked confident back there. D was working for two and a half quarters, and his hills—the new starting running back.
1: I mean, I, I agree with I agree with most of that. See, I I honestly, if this game would have happened in July, I think we'd be a lot more upbeat than we are now. But this team needs wins, and yeah, lose it's too this little game.
0: too late. Right? It's too little, too late at this exactly. point. Exactly. Like- we, we have the offensive line now, and I think that if we had this O-line and, you know, Dane had time all season, we might have been okay. But now it's just – after this loss, it's, it's too little too late, I think.
1: Yeah, like it's it, it's not time for moral victories. And, like, no, again, I, you don't look at this game and you see – to me, I didn't see a bad team. You know what I mean? Like this wasn't – we've seen them play some bad football. This did not look like mm-hmm. a bad team. Like Claudio said, this was a team that just – didn't make the key plays and made too many, too many mistakes. And, and the, the big plays Montreal made and Hamilton didn't. And that's the, the margin of victory in games like this. So I, I know maybe there's a lot of people listening that are thinking we're going to be like, you know, burn everything down and fire everybody, but I'm not in that camp, but I'm also not in the camp of like, Oh, well, you know, they were close. Like it's a loss. And in late September going into October, those losses mean a heck of a lot more, especially when you had you know, nine of them previous, Yeah, but yeah, that this game, this game swung on a, on a couple of major plays and, and that, that happens in football games sometimes.
0: From Evan Contesti, uh, big improvements on offense. I'd have to say it's a little more exciting to watch them actually get first downs and move the ball down the field.
1: I mean, yeah, silver lining, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, from Corey Allen, what an abusive relationship. We think we think maybe they have changed. Then right back to doing the same things the next game, unable to close the door in the fourth, unable to finish drives after the second half, costly turnovers. Dane offensive line running back seemed to have a deep, decent game.
1: Yeah the uh, the second half problems were abundantly clear. What did they get outscored this one? Like ten three? I mean that's not like Montreal with the world on fire either. But no, man. I think they got six points in the second half. Yeah, Um, they went. Montreal got yeah twenty-one to six. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good enough.
0: No, from Trooper four to one. Feel bad for Smith. Drop TD followed by that fumble. Tough few minutes. This loss isn't on him. The team just lacks finish overall.
1: Well, yeah, it's not on him, but I mean, he did make. I'm not going to fault that. That touchdown catch would have been tough. That I don't I, anyone mm-hmm. making that catch would have been hard that that that's a you know 25 75 and 25 percent chance of catching it and he made it, the best play he could so I'm not I'm not gonna harp on that the fumble though you just you got to know when to just go down and I yeah. and I, I love guys that fight for extra yards but time and place man time and place and that was not the time and place to try to fight for an extra three friggin feet it was time to tuck the ball and go down and live to play another another down. There was still plenty of time left. There was like what barely under a minute, maybe just over a minute left. There there was there was it, it wasn't do or die, is what I'm saying. So no, if that was happening on third and six, the instruction for the first down that happens, I got no problems with it. Because you have to get that first down. But in this scenario, he should have just gone down. And again, I'm not gonna place the full blame for it because they got to that point due to mistakes previous, but man, that was that was a killer. I mean, it was the it was the play that ended the game essentially. So of course it was a killer. I feel that's obvious when you think about it.
0: Yeah, and I I, I saw Nick Lewis tweet something out, like the exact same thing you just said, basically that there was no reason for him to be stretching, you know, uh, in that situation, and uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, from Jdy85, when we had the ball on second and goal in the fourth, and threw it instead of giving it to Hills again, was a terrible call. After what he did on that drive, I can't believe they wouldn't just let him punch it in. Looks like he would have had it, had made it too.
1: I mean, yeah, we've already discussed that. I think we both yeah. agree that running the ball in that scenario would have been the best idea.
0: Yeah. From Tiger Sammy, it's the uh, gif of, uh, oh no, we suck again. You know, we were out in that old movie. Uh, I think it was uh, Adam Sandler movie. You
1: remember that? Yep.
0: Uh, Richard Hirschman, the drop and fumble by Smith will have him reliving this game all night. Hold yeah, up, I hold mean, up, hold I can imagine he feels. Okay. Who who,
1: who sent that in?
0: Richard Hershman.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake,s. What? Uh no, that's that's my buddy that I go to games with. He he never tweets. I can't believe he's actually tweeting. That's crazy.
0: There you go, Hersher thirteen.
1: Yeah, yep. that's him. That son of a bitch.
0: Well, that son of a gun. Uh, from Jacob Downs. What changed between last week and this week? Winnipeg, Montreal. I don't care. Who you are playing? Play them the exact same. Stop talking, taking stupid dumb penalties. Throwing up forty-eight against Winnipeg was impressive, but getting no more than sixteen against Montreal is poverty. I can't anymore.
1: Ah, it's that's football, man. That that week to week, that that's that's the beauty of this game. That's why we, I think, we all love it so much. Is that any week, anything can happen. So, yeah, it's it was we were flying high after the 48 burger on, on the bombers. But I don't think any of us realistically expected them to drop 50 on the owls. Like that's, that's hard to do. They had the game of their lives a week ago. And this one, they were scratching and clawing and maybe next week, or I guess not next week since they're on the buy, but the week after that, they blow someone else out or they get blown. like, it's, you can't you can't transfer one, one week to the next. That's not how it works. Teams game plan, teams have different players. It's it's a completely new, every week is a completely clean slate as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, it was, you would think, oh man, they they crushed the Bombers. They should be able to manhandle the Owls. But that's never how this, this league or this sport has ever worked, has it?
0: No, yeah, I was just going to say, especially in the CFO where it seems that, you know, things can change wildly from week to week uh, with teams. You know, Winnipeg, looking unstoppable and then getting beat by Hamilton, who looked like the worst team in the league for, you know, weeks on end. So uh, from Chris Becker, I live in Ottawa, was at the Grey Cup. Don't know how a team can go from so close to winning a championship to this. I think they need to start talking about blowing this entire thing up.
1: Nah, no. Come on, we're too Uh... quick. No, we're too quick with the trigger finger on blowing everything up. So you want to fire the coach, fire the GM, fire the president, switch the quarterback. It's a nine-team league, man. We've seen teams look – at, look at the Argos, for instance. They win the Great Cup in 2017. They are awful in 2018 and 2019. They blew things up after 2018. They blew things up after 2019. It didn't make a difference. 2021, they were okay. You know what I mean? Like, no, I. I if if it happens again next year, then you make a bunch of changes. But I think this staff – Steinauer in particular, maybe not the coordinators, but Steinauer in particular has earned the right to, to write this ship. If if we come back next year and it's the same, the same stuff are they can't get out of their own way. They're making mistakes. they they finish under 500 as we now officially know they will this year. Then we can have that conversation, but a year removed from a Grey cup appearance and, and from back to back. No, you're not blowing things. I don't blow things up that that's, how many how many times have, have the Elks blown things up since uh, they won the the Grey Cup in twenty fifteen and how's that worked out for them? So no, I don't think you blow things up.
0: Uh, this one similar uh, from Tony Allen. Uh, the Grey Cup window closed, tear it down and rebuild. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 gonna say I'm with you, Josh. I I just I think you tweak. I think you tweak. Uh, you know I think we like I've said over and over again in the last couple of weeks. I think the, the most of the offensive line will probably be back. Uh, you, you get a, a receiver, you know, a legit number one receiver. We know that Dane can be that guy because, you know, he didn't have a terrible game today. He played pretty well. He played really well last week. We think we're, he's over that that hump that uh, he was struggling with earlier on in the season. The defense has talent. Um, I think you might see some changes with the coaching staff, but not at the very top. But yeah, I don't think it's a, like a, a long two- to three-year rebuild like we have going on at Edmonton or anything like that.
1: No, and I don't think – you don't see those types of rebuilds in this league very often. Teams, Grey Cup windows, quote-unquote, aren't – they don't come and go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, every team, essentially – like, before this season started, we were talking about maybe me more than than you, but about Ottawa being able to bounce back. You know what I mean? And it's been – they've been terrible – like, you make the right moves, you get the right people there. I, I just don't I just don't agree in in this season, especially with what we've seen if if they continue to play like they like the last two weeks they were great against Winnipeg and they were fine tonight. if this is the type of performance we see from this team, may, yes, they probably don't make the playoffs. yeah we're definitely frustrated but you're still seeing them fight like they're not they're not rolling over. That tells me that, that, that the locker room hasn't been lost. You know what I mean? So yep. until we see what we saw at the tail end of the Austin regime, where they go into Calgary and get beat 60-1, to one, I, I just I don't I just don't think it's the right time right now. This offseason to me is not a blow it up and start from scratch. This is a let's go, because the great, especially because the great cups in Hamilton, this is a let's go see if we can find the piece or two that'll put us over the top. And then if it doesn't work, then I'm all aboard the blow it up train.
0: From Jacob Downs, I don't know what goes on during halftime, but it needs to change. Only one game this season that we had a decent lead and blow, and, and blow it at, and that was against Winnipeg. Up 34-14 a week ago, won that 48-31. Up 10-3 against Montreal this week, lost 23-16. <laughs> rebuild time. <laughs> Question mark. A lot of rebuild going on.
1: Yeah, I, well, I, I get it, though, because coming off – Yeah, I get it, too. After, after last week's win, I think everyone may have felt a, a different way. Well, You and I did. We we were a little more positive about oh, this yeah, team sure. last week, and and I'm not as down on them as I would normally be after a disheartening loss such as this. But I think now we I think we can settle into that realistic. Okay, maybe they'll be in these games because they, they don't have any juggernauts left in their schedule. Like I mean, the you know the, the massacre at McMahon's going to happen. We know that for a fact but the riders the red blacks like they're not exactly going up against you know the bombers or you know the the 2009 owls like they're not exactly going up against any juggernauts so, so they're going to be in most of the games they play i just i just don't i just i i any i you know what can i can i just ask you, if there's any other questions about blowing it up can we just i think we said enough about that
0: yeah yeah okay uh from habcat Hamilton would be, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Hamilton would be a really good team with the Owls' receivers and anyone else's defense. Terrible display. Yeah, just, uh, I, yeah. I
1: honestly, I honestly believe they are a single receiver away from being a team. Like, like we've how many weeks have we said this now? But they're a go-to receiver away. I think from being a really dangerous offense, and the defense is good enough to like. I mean, we're, we're harping on the defense; they only gave up twenty-three points tonight. So, you give up 20 to 23 points most weeks, you're going to be in or win most games in this league. So, we, I know we were disheartened by by how poor the defense played, but at the end of the day, they did their job-ish. It, the offense didn't come through enough.
0: From Copper Sox, cliche but true, and Josh said it pregame, but we lost the turnover battle. How many points off turnovers?
1: Yeah, um, that's yeah, exactly uh, it. Tur- the turnover yeah. and downs led to the touchdown, I believe. Um, the, yep. fumble to, the fumble didn't lead to anything, but that's because the Owls weren't trying to score. They're trying to run out the clock.
0: From Ari Katz, this was a game the Ticats should never have lost. The Ticat defense has underperformed in all but one game this year. Go figure with the talent that's there. On a positive note and to build on in 2023 is the play of Unger and Ternowski, which may spell the end of Durant.
1: Oh, Durant won't be back. There's no, no chance. I
0: don't. I don't he, think so. He's
1: that's got to rank up there. Maybe maybe we'll do a. I don't know if we'll do it this week or maybe we'll do it. In, maybe we'll do it this week because there's there's no tie cats game. But we got to do a deep dive on on where Durant ranks amongst the worst free agent signings because just he was injured to start the season. I he, I don't know if he's injured now or if he's just not on the field. But he's been a complete flop, has he not? Yeah, just completely invisible. Yeah. Like,
0: he might have a couple catches since he's been here, but other than that, nothing. Makes, uh, from, makes Mike Jones look like Andy Fantuz. <laughs> no kidding. From Adam Consoli, disappointing. And although the season is likely done, I feel they could be building something in the building something in the direction. Dane is the way.
1: See, it's it's funny. We're getting two really different thoughts that the team is looking competitive, and therefore perhaps. Providing hope for 2023, and then there's the other side of the spectrum where people are just like blow this motherfucker to the ground. You know what I mean? So I know. It 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 just shows you the uh, the duplicity of Ty Cats Nation when (laughs) you you can't please everybody, and sometimes you please no one.
0: Yeah, (laughs) a lot of the times, no one. Uh, Nick Tesla, third and two at midfield with a whole quarter to play. Okay, but third and goal. At the 2 with the game on the line, not okay. Also, typical tie Cats loss this year by trying to do too much, leading to a game-sealing turnover.
1: I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself.
0: Uh, from Canadian Ben, run the ball. Hills look great out there.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, do you think he looked... I, I, I thought he was really good, but I do... Like I said earlier in the show, I do think he's definitely limited in what he can do. Like... He's I done. think the
0: whole line made him look really good tonight. I think uh, that,
1: yeah, because they opened up
0: holes. holes. Were, yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, Donnie Jack was back there. You know, Sean Thomas Irvington got a couple carries and yep. he got, you know, first down carries on most of the time he touched the ball. So um, I, I just think the offensive line was, you know, bullying the Montreal defensive line for the most part tonight. And it made those look really good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, from Eric Goland. Punting, horrific. Uh, from him again, O-line is set. Excellent again tonight. Something seriously wrong with the defense.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I do think – I know we were high on Domegala earlier in the year, but he really has regressed. And, I mean, he's not as bad as he was as a place kicker. And Seth Small, I mean, if they can keep that guy around, they I think they found their kicker. He's, he's pretty reliable. I think they said on the broadcast tonight yeah. he's now the only – kicker in the league to not miss an extra point i think he's something like 22 or 25 on the year on field goals like i'll take that so they may have found their place kicker but yeah i'm the, the punts the punts haven't been great now the, the thing is with, with special teams too is you have to take into account nick cross is still out and that's a i, I know i'm harping on the minutiae details of this stuff but man oh man is he he is one of the best punt cover guys in the league and to not have him as a big blow to that unit so i think punt coverage and then punt returns regardless of how good doma gallo is playing would be even better if nick cross was still out there
0: uh, from andrew nine six four two eight three zero three how many games does saskatchewan gotta lose and do we need to win to win out to make the playoffs
1: well the riders have six wins right now so if they lost out the Ticats cuts will only have to win two more games And I and I and if you look at Hamilton, if you look at the Riders' schedule, I mean that game coming up. I think it's October seventh. Circle that on the (laughs) calendar because that's probably what will decide the crossover. Because Hamilton has a pair against Ottawa, and then the uh, the Stamps after the Riders. And the Riders play the Bombers this upcoming week, and the Cats are on their bye. That's going to be a loss. And then they play the Cats, and they got two against Calgary. So. I mean, it's entirely possible that the Riders go 0-4 to end the year. And if Hamilton can beat the Riders and then beat Ottawa, 6-12, and 12, as sad as that is, gets them into the dance.
0: From Abe Ezekiel, uh, was at the game wearing my cat jersey. An Owls fan came up to me on the Metro asking what coach is smoking on the pass instead of run playing near the end of the game. Cats played their best tonight. Owls played a better game.
1: Yeah, they got beat by a better team tonight. That happens. Montreal, Uh, here's uh, the thing. Montreal didn't make the mistakes. Hamilton did, and there's your margin of victory.
0: Yep, absolutely. All right, just to throw a bow on this one, the Tiger Cats lose to the Montreal Alouettes in an extremely important football game. They dropped to 4-10 and on the season. and are now four points behind the Montreal Alouettes for second place in the Eastern Division. Uh, I'm Mike Graham. Eat them raw. I'm Josh Smith. Eat them raw.